1: Get set for another hour of the latest financial information and economic news affecting your bottom line. Jr. and Anthony are committed to helping more Americans like you optimize their income, reduce their tax risk, and reach financial freedom. So let's start the show. Here are your hosts, Anthony Correo and Jr. Rochford.
2: Here we are, your hosts, Anthony Correo and J.R. Rochford taking a break from our day-to-day as financial advisors with Rochford & Associates, a fully independent, fourth-generation family office right here in the Greater Phoenix area to bring you information you may not find on those other financial radio shows. We're aware that the last thing you need is another money show, but we appreciate you being here. And today is October 4th. This is the day after the... Russian nuclear tests and the day of the mass text message from the government. And I think we just uh, got through it.
3: I actually passed away during the test. So I'm a little slower to respond as a ghost. I thought I would be much quicker as a ghost. So yeah, (laughs) the test and I'll just get this out of the way right away. I know you think I was more worried about the test than I was. I didn't think anything was going to happen today. We started telling people about the test in August. So I had plenty of time to wonder if I should be worried what my problem is with the test. I don't like that they telegraphed it two months ahead. I don't like that we don't know why it is. You know, I research things. That's my life. And I could never find anything that said why they're doing this, why they're doing it so expansively. Is that a word expansively?
2: Well, I thought so, they right. did tell everybody. They said that this is going to be a test to make sure that we can reach. But it's. I think I saw something that they've done 84,000 tests on a national level since... Um, you need to send that, been...
3: that to me. You need to send that to me. I've heard that this is like our sixth test that hit everything nationally in the history of the country. But let's send each other what we have. Um, I did get a message... I got a direct message from a friend of mine, a guy named Brad, if you're listening, which I hope you are, you'll like that I'm reading this. You probably said the best thing I've read about the test. Here it goes. To make sure I understand, we are not allowed to point out that FEMA is openly, I love this, hacking everybody and everything because it's possible that it might be properly managed for the greater good. I like that because the the subtle sarcasm to it. So anytime the government gets involved with anything, it seems like a little bit more harm than good is done. You know, if anybody can explain to me what's going on with the military the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years, explain the post office to me. Apparently they're closing a bunch more post offices. So if you're, if you're in the North, the Northeast and Northwest. Good luck to you. You're going to have less and less posts, but we don't really need them. I mean, we have email and direct messaging from my friend Brad, so we don't need them. But I don't know. I just, it's funny. Is this for our good? You know, when you tie in the Russian tests yesterday and our test, are they related? I mean, who knows? We've been talking about our test for two months. You know, one, let me, let me read one little excerpt of a thing about the Russian test. You only practice for something if you think that there is a decent chance that it will actually happen. This week, two tests will be conducted that sound rather ominous. The first of these tests will happen in Russia on Tuesday. Vladimir Putin has ordered the very first nationwide nuclear attack exercise in the entire history of this country, and that is making headlines all over the globe. Well, that's not true. It's not really making headlines here. You know, I found that information. I've, I haven't have heard it on any mainstream. Russia has more than 16,000 nuclear shelters, and some of them can hold vast numbers of people. Just a little compare and contrast to that. Here in the United States, we have one. It is in the Seattle area, and at the time it was built, it could hold about 200 people. How many people, how many Congress people are there? Like 200? In November of 1962, only a month after the Cuban Missile Crisis, evacuation of a shelter in Seattle began. It was expected to be the first of several fallout shelters across the U.S., but ended up being the only one built in the country. The May 15th, 1962, Seattle Times identified the structure as the nation's first fallout shelter to be built into a freeway. That's kind of cool. So in the rest of this article it's just it's going on and on about Russia and how serious things are and how Russia is actually being kind of urged to, you know, end this whole thing. One more sentence I like. If both sides continue to escalate matters in Ukraine, this is where things are eventually heading. And the Russians realize this. I don't think we realize this. I think if our leaders had any sense whatsoever, they would start working their way out of this. Instead of our first tank being on the ground, instead of sending missiles, instead of like what we're doing, I think we should de escalate. You know, well, I think
2: part of what this drill is and says that the last time that they uh, did anything like this with the, the nuclear kind of show of power was 61. And then it brought the US to the table to open up discussions because they said, We're not messing around. Here's a nuclear explosion. All right, I guess you're going to talk to us now. So it seems similar to that. I mean, these tests they've run, they said they ran 13 tests between 17 and 19. In 2017 and 19, Russia ran something uh, similar.
3: Well, this is the very first nationwide one. It, It spanned 11 time zones, it says. So I don't know. And, you know, I mean, my whole thing is, am I worried about nuclear attack in this country? I'm really not. I'm still more worried about what I can control I'm worried about financial matters, you know, I mean, so the, and some of it, when I look at everything that I'm worried about, I can only handle so much. I had a wonderful conversation with my old next door neighbor, John last night. And it was funny because we've been talking about the direction of our country and the world for well over a decade. And we realized that our own family and friends are tired of us. They're tired of hearing the same things over and over. And we realized that we are the boy that cried wolf. So we've both decided we need to, and and, you know, I mean, the difference between John and I, we have a radio show. So we do a radio show to sound alarms. We are doing a show on current events and how they are likely to affect your finances. We're going to get to some of your finances today, by the way, be a little more financial because I agreed with him. I have to stop with some of this current event stuff because until it happens, so what? And what are you going to do about it? And the longer we go talking about it, we're just alienating people. They're tired. Yeah, I,
2: I disagree. I mean, the whole point of the the news events is to let people aware. You know, you're worried. You have a reason to be worried. Here are the events. Here are the reasons. You don't have to sensationalize them and make big I don't
3: sensationalize kind of anything. Them. I don't ever sensationalize things. I I take information from a multitude of sources. And I digest it, and I think about what I think about things. I try to put two and two together and try somehow to come up with four, and then I pass it along. I, any of the stuff you've heard over the last year and a half that we've been on here, I don't make this stuff up. You know, we, you know, we do interject some of our opinions on things. You know, but no, I mean, I'm I'm not trying to sensationalize. I'm just finding stuff that don't seem to make it to the mainstream media, and I and I so it, to me it's interesting. But, and, Perfect.
2: I mean, I think that's what people love about this show.
3: Do people love the show? We need people to come in and sit with us then. We need to meet you. We want to meet you. If you love the show, give us a call at 623-523-0444. We want to see you. We do We do want your show ideas. We want to talk to you. I mean, last night, John and I talked for almost an hour and it was the first idea we talked about today. I, I, show, I think I showed you, Anthony, or I showed a couple that was in the office yesterday. I got a video on how you need to turn your phone off before 11 20 you've got to keep it off for over a half an hour because it can you know the radiation from your phone can activate the graphene from the vaccines you took and i'm like holy cow you know what i stay away from when cnn is doing their hearings on alien invasions and we're not alone that could very well be true i, I i'm not ruling that out i don't care I don't have time to get to it. I also don't have time to worry about my phone <laughs> making graphene in my body kill me. So I just dismissed it right away. You don't I think aliens up. are important.
2: I feel like I aliens could be the single most important thing out there.
3: And when I well, get a that article that, that, bring it up. Huh? I and when I get enough articles that give me pause, I will bring it up. As of now, I want you to know more. <laughs> I want you to know more. And Jim said, "Okay, Fox Mulder, we need that theme song. Jim, you got to dig that out." So, no, I, I mean it's I, aliens. Okay, good. I mean Roswell, New Mexico. I, we're not alone. I, you know, we've got a place up in Snowflake, Arizona. We go through Heber Overguard. You know, what's the guy's name? The uh, Fire in the Sky dude. Travis, we met.
2: Him. Um,
3: Travis, yes. I something. We met him at a gas station. So I actually met him, and I was like, I was a little bit starstruck. I'm like, oh, you're the guy that that you know, was abducted. And, and after meeting him when we were driving away, I made a couple of jokes that I shouldn't have. They were inappropriate and I still apologize. He didn't know that because we were driving away. But yeah.
2: Um, you want to tell him now in case he's a listener of
3: uh... <laughs> another one. If you're listening, we know what you went through. <laughs> so, so, okay, I think we'll move on from there. So bottom line, it, John really... I mean it, it kinda we kind of agreed that it's like it's all going south, everything's going the wrong direction. We are in an everything bubble, but just day by day, nothing happens. And sooner or later with the boy that cried wolf, you you're just not gonna listen to it anymore. We might be doing more harm than good because people can just turn away from it. And I, you know, my very favorite thing to read, I read it all the time. I got another chance on Sunday. I think the reason that people cannot deal with what's going on. Normalcy bias, you know, we've asked you to look that up over the year and a half. Let me me give you the Wikipedia definition. Normalcy bias is a cognitive bias which leads people to disbelieve or minimize threat warnings. Consequently, individuals underestimate the likelihood of a disaster, when it might affect them, and its potential adverse effects. The normalcy bias causes many people to not adequately prepare for natural disasters, market crashes, and calamities caused by human error. That really sums it up to me. I, I found another article. This was in September, but I never really had a chance to worry about it or bring it up. I, I want to tell you a little bit about this article. It, it's called The Peculiar Power of Denial. So this is, this is an interesting slant on normalcy bias. This is why I think our country is stuck in analysis paralysis. It's too overwhelming. So, the more profound, and I read here from Tyler Durden, this was on September 19th the more profound and consequential the issue, the more stubborn our denial. When a minor cut reddens, we don't go into denial that it's infected. We simply treat it with greater care. When the unmistakable signs of heart disease appear, we find ways to deny the reality because it's too upsetting and frightening. We want very desperately to think it will go away on its own and we'll be fine and nothing will change in our life. And so we hold fast to the idea that these chest pains are are merely indigestion. Inflation is already receding. We fiddle with data. The strategy is terribly misguided, of course, because denying reality doesn't make the threat go away. It actually magnifies the risk of collapse. To sum that up, I think you have always been correct since you joined me in the practice five and a half years ago. There has always been something to worry about. I don't think there's ever been this many things to worry about. I think we're in an everything bubble. And I think sooner or later, we're going to get called out on it. When that happens, I think the reality we're going to be living with, I I think it's going to be shocking to most people. It will not to me, but it will be to most people. You know, when we talked about Colony Ridge in Texas, I don't... People can tell me anything they want about how that's, you know, it's private land. They can do whatever they want. That's great. I'm just going to say, welcome to your future. I think the future is going to be in this country more like Venezuela than the old days in this country. I realize we were never the Brady Bunch. We were never Mayberry. I get all that. I just- well, I colony
2: ridge. at least they're homeowners. There, so that's not bad thing. Yeah.
3: Sure. It's a wonderful thing. I think it's bull crap that I have to provide my social security number to get a new phone from T-Mobile. By the way, the charger sold separately. Good job, phone people. So, but you know what? The people that are living there, its they're unmistakably undocumented immigrants and they don't have to have a social security number whether that's right or wrong that I should have to have one. If I refi or buy the land, I don't really care. I just know that it's hypocritical and it's baloney and I think it's going to spread like wildfire and people are going to look back and I know this isn't next Wednesday, this is going to be a 20 to 50 year shift in this country. You're still going to be here. I'm not. So when I always say that I'm worried about you, not me, that's the truth. I mean, I shouldn't be. I should worry about me. You know, I'll am i be 60 on my next birthday. I should do whatever makes me happy and not worry about this stuff. I cannot because of you and Sandy and Jay and Nick and other people that I care about in my life. And you know what? Here, Here's an example, a very current example of how our country is changing. And I can give you a bunch of proof i don't really feel the need to right now with the stores are closing in cities because of theft they're putting things behind glass because of theft it's changing your mom went to i don't know walmart or target to buy something oh it was a a mustache trimmer (laughs) very important you know for my manscaping routines and it it was a like a ten dollar trimmer and it was in a locked case this was just about two weeks ago And she went, she, there's, I don't know, you push a button and they call manager. She waited and she waited and then she left. And she went on Amazon and found the same product, actually for cheaper, by the way. And I was like, you know, we're going the wrong direction. Violence. We just had an elected official get stabbed multiple times. We had a journalist, I believe it was in Philadelphia, that was reporting on how the violence is not getting worse. And then he was shot, I believe, seven times in his home. Philadelphia, Yes. So it, don't tell me this world's changing. A lot of times we want to put in our head and the head in the sand because we don't want to see it just because we don't see it doesn't mean it's not coming. I think it's getting worse quickly. I think over the next two years to five years, if we're still on this show, which of course we would be when, when we talk to you in two to five years, but let, let's see if I was overreacting, underreacting, or just about right. But time will tell. And one of the things, too, at least a lot of people in this country are waking up and talking. And, and it, you know, the last decade, that's been about politics. What has polarized us? What has divided us? Politics. Now you've got people talking about immigration, health care, social security. Nikki Haley came out and said, we have to raise the age. You know, I have literally been saying that to my clients and people that get anywhere near me for about 15 years. So it, it's kind of painful to be 15 years early. Now they are finally going to have to deal with it. I've said, even if we don't get attacked by Russia, even if we don't change dramatically, for the worse in this country, do you know what you have to deal with? Anthony, you and Jim, you know what you have to deal with? Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, healthcare, borders, politics. You have a lot to do. And I know there's always been a lot to do. You're rolling your eyes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Shoot me down. Go.
2: And again, I've I've never said you were wrong in all this. I think it's an intensity thing. I do think, uh, you know, you and John are right. If you keep shoving this down people's throat, they're not as apt to listen. Unless these are people that already agree with you. In that case, they'll love the intensity.
3: Which is what this show seems to be because the feedback I'm getting is like, yeah, you know, we, we had a couple, well, I had a couple texts already this week. You know, you talked about this test a long time ago. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I've been trying to say my whole job in life right now is to find information that you're not getting on those other financial shows and bring it to you. And I think we've done a good job. I mean, you know, we've I'd talked about so. everything. You know, I mean, today, what do I have ready for today? Some of it is is stuff that you're, you're going to hear more and more. By the way, today is Wednesday, October 4th. I believe Anthony mentioned that. It's a little bit frustrating that we record on Wednesday. We don't air until Saturday because by the time you hear this, stuff that we just find like last night and this morning... You have heard it from other people. So I wish the show was a hair more timely, but nothing we can do about that. You
2: can listen to it as a podcast early. Usually it's on Fridays, I believe. Sometimes Thursdays. I think I've seen as early as Thursdays. So you can check out Another Money Show wherever you like and subscribe to podcasts or on our website, anothermoneyshow.com. So you can hear it here first.
3: Yes. And a couple of things that you will hear more about between now and when you do look for our podcast on Friday or our show on Saturday. So (laughs) I I apologize for that. So apparently there's an FB, an SBF trial going on. Sam, (laughs) what is it? Sam Brinkman fried is on trial. I'm not seeing much about it, so I have to dig into it. I just found it interesting because that whole thing went away, what, a year ago And, and it's still going on, but we just don't hear about it. The student loan payments resumed on October first, so this week people should be making their, you know, four to five hundred dollars payments. We're, we're so high down.
2: Ton of new stories on that, but I mean immediately because we have to see who actually pays the amount. So that'll probably be over the next couple of weeks. We'll be able to follow that story a little bit more.
3: Yes, and it's just, I mean, we're, right now people are are strained. You know, I'm hearing that we have 1.2 trillion dollars on credit card debt now, which is the most we've ever had. I've heard that something like 60, I don't know, 60 plus percent of people have more in credit card debt than they have saved up. You know, gas is going up. Took a little reprieve the last couple of days. I I don't think that's done going up. Food's expensive. Everything's crowded. Another part of my conversation last night with John was interesting. I was talking about how, you know, you and I and your mom and your brother, we went to Firebird's and had a nice birthday dinner for him. It it was interesting to me. We had reservations. The place was absolutely packed from the time we got there till we left. You know, your mom and I go to some of the Cardinals games. Everywhere you go, there's a long line. Everything's packed. And I thought, well, this is the quiet before the storm. Everybody knows the stock market's way too high. The housing market is not going to stay up forever. Things are going to change. So they're living large, they're enjoying why they can get those, you know, good feelings, you know, and maybe numb yourself a little bit by shopping, going out. And John brought up something that I hadn't even thought about. He was like, well, if you go to a lot of other cities, he's, he's got a friend now from California that said this is the case. They're, they're not as packed as we are. We have exploded in this Maricopa County. We've exploded the last three or four years. We have got all of Washington, California, and Oregon here. So we've exploded. He's like, did they put in, you know, two new hospitals? Did they put in five new restaurants at P83 on 83rd and Bell? No. So everything we have here is it's got double the people that we had a few years back, you know, trying to get into these places. So he's like, our, our, you know, ours is a little bit of an unusual situation because we have so many people, you know, vying for such few establishments. I was like, ah, hadn't even thought of that. So
2: well, I, I just got-, got a, uh, I got an ad on Instagram this morning from, uh, I was Lenar, one of these new home builders about new homes in the 300s in the Phoenix area. So I was curious about it. So I went to check out and browse what they had. And of course, they took all of my information first before they would just solve, you know, show me what these homes were and their locations. So I, I obviously, I lied about all of that because they don't need any more of my information. I don't need to be contacted by them. They're advertising homes and I want to see a home. The I sh- sorted by lowest. The lowest was in like the three twenty to three thirty range, and they were in Florence. They were <laughs> <laughs> they were in Maricopa. I think didn't I you li-
3: I Thought you used to live in Florence. Weren't you there for five to ten years? <laughs> that's where I got this haircut. Nice, good work. I traded you for a pack of smokes. So that's why you look right? familiar. But I just,
2: I mean. Those are starter home prices and that's the cheapest you can find. I've got a buddy who just found a home in South Carolina for about 350 financed through the homeowner or uh, the new home builder. It's 2900 square feet for 350. My home is made in the 70s, 80s, something like that. 1400 square feet and this could probably sell for 350. So Phoenix is definitely a, a very unique animal compared to what you can find in other states for sure.
3: Is your house worth three fifty in your estimation? Oh, God no.
2: God no. It will be after I get that skate park in the backyard.
3: <laughs> yeah, to the right buyer, absolutely. Yeah. Did, did you put so long your house? I'm not sure. But should you put a half pipe? Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna sell my uh house to Tony Hawk. He seems that's like not a bad he idea. wants to leave California and come to Arizona. So I will have a home ready for Mr. Hawk. Your anyway, cousin. No. Huh? Which cousin? Your
3: cousins used to have a half pipe in their garage. And when Jay was little, he thought that was the most badass thing he'd ever seen in his life. Oh, I still do.
2: I, Yeah. Jay's uh, skating with me now. It's kind of great. Except for my legs can't handle it anymore. I busted my quads already. Anyway, so that's. Almost it for what we have this um, segment. We're going to go to commercial break. But in the meantime, if you like um, hearing our angelic voices and you want to listen to more of Another Money Show, you can find Another Money Show wherever you like and subscribe to podcasts. Listen to it directly from our website, anothermoneyshow.com. If you have questions, comments, you just want to get a hold of us, uh, reach out to us at team at anothermoneyshow.com. We're actively uh, going through emails. If you want to sit down with us, you can set an appointment straight from the website or give us a call, 623-523-0444. JR is raising his hand, which means yep. he
3: yep. wants you to know about YouTube. You can yes, what do people want to see what we look like? You brought up your haircut when you were in Florence, living there for 5 to 10. What if they yeah, want to see what on look your-
2: we've got short clips that you can get an intro feel for the show where we're going to be talking about things here and there Doug's got some other cool clips with money related uh, videos but we're also looking at posting full episodes on YouTube that's going to be hopefully coming soon we're going to find out if we can get allowed that but uh, yeah that's it for right now We'll, we'll be right back and I hope you are too
1: wouldn't you love another money show you would if it were as good as this one this is Another Money Show with JR and Anthony.
0: The 2023 NFL season will mark a new beginning for the Washington Commanders. I'm Jim Tarabocchio with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife. Back in July of this year, NFL owners, through a unanimous vote, approved a $6 billion sale of the Washington Commanders to a new ownership group led by American investor Joshua Harris. At his introductory press conference, Harris expressed his excitement for the future of the franchise.
3: I'm incredibly excited and humbled by the opportunity to serve alongside my partners as stewards of this great franchise
0: on behalf of the city of Washington, D.C. A Washington, D.C. native and a lifelong fan of the district sports scene, Harris will lead an ownership group that includes basketball legend Magic Johnson. The group takes over from former embattled owner Dan Snyder, whose tenure was consistently clouded with documented controversy. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell is looking forward to the addition of Harris to the NFL landscape.
1: I think Josh is going to be a great addition to the NFL and his ownership group. Um, He has a remarkable business
0: record, uh, not just uh, in finance, but also now in sports. Meanwhile, fan excitement at Commander's Camp this summer was evident with NBA star and lifelong Commander's fan Kevin Durant even showing up to practice sessions. The Commander's Week 1 home game against the Arizona Cardinals is sold out, with fans eager for the franchise to start anew. For the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife, I'm Jim Tarabokia.
1: At Rochford & Associates, we know you've worked hard to earn your money, and you've worked even harder to save it. When it comes to wealth management and planning for retirement, J.R. Rochford and his team of specialists have been helping individuals, families, and business owners find financial freedom at their veteran-owned firm for more than 25 years. Give us a call now at 623-523-0444. That's 623-523-0444. You're listening to Another Money Show.
3: Welcome back to Another Money Show. Thank you so much for being with us today, you'll notice there's a change. We are no longer going to give you any bad news. It's all going to be happy, sunshiny good news from here on out. So feel free to give us a call at 623-523-0444. Make sure you reach out to us at team at another money show.com. Check out our YouTube. That's my very favorite thing. We we're up to over 25,000 views now. And I know Joe Rogan, I know you're listening. You're like 25,000. I have 25 million views from this morning. It's, but for us, for a little tiny fish, I mean, it's it's gaining traction. And I think that's cool. So we're, I mean, we're not. It's mostly the South Park clips, George Carlin. So, but it's still kind of cool because that means people are going to our YouTube page and that makes me happy. So, with that said, I was just kidding. Everything I ever talk about is still going to be bad news. I'm not going to be able to help myself. (laughs) So, yeah, you know I, I'm not gonna go political. I'm not going to talk about the recent fire alarm fiasco. I know you can get that on political stations. I have decided, though that I want to talk a little bit about politics as it relates to my finances. You know, everybody wants to make this show political. A, a politics and finances are very much intertwined. So it's really hard not to. The one good thing about me, if you've met me, I really do my best to consider that right is right, wrong is wrong, whether people are watching or not. I try not to be a hypocrite. I mean, I try to live my life that way. So if you're a politician and you're listening, I know Bob Menendez last week, you know, he's he's saved that show. But if you're listening to us, I don't care who you are. If you try to better the country for me and my family, I like you. I think that's good. If you don't, shame on you. And I don't like you. And I think you should be replaced. So obviously, with yesterday, again, today is the 4th of October, with yesterday's little ousting of the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, you know what? You've heard me say this for a year and a half when it comes to politicians. I'm not a fan. I think we need to replace them. I think we need term limits. I think Diane Feinstein going home to her maker... While in office at ninety years of age, I think that is not acceptable or right. By the way, I did print something off to get a little idea on what Diane Feinstein's estate is like. Let me get to that in a second. But let's yeah, talk about
2: her finances as a career politician because I saw some of that too, and that is insane.
3: Well, and I'll tell you why it's not as insane as you think, but it's still she's still a train wreck, and I'm and I married rich. She did marry rich. I mean, she did that to, to a T. But we'll talk about that in a second. So, and you know, some of them that, that married, well, it, it, well, give me a second. Let me finish this up with McCarthy. I want to flush the toilet. What if it doesn't flush all the way? Then flush it again. We need new representatives. The country is in crunch time. No, not next Wednesday. Crunch time from today through the next months, years, decades. We are in trouble. So get rid of these people. You know, the problem with the way that they ousted McCarthy, they didn't really have somebody lined up to take his place. I think there should have been a little bit better of a orchestrated plan at hand, but I'm just glad he's gone. Bring in another one. You know, they're talking about Jim Jordan now. They're talking about, what's his name? The guy that gets shot in the softball game. So, I mean, I you know, to me, let's see how they do. I think McCarthy was kind of a weasel, so I'm glad he's gone. You know, he's a Republican, so don't don't give me this thing. Well, Feinstein's a Democrat. You don't like her because she's a Democrat. I don't like any of them. So I'm quite apolitical. I like the ones that care about the future, again, for me and my family and my friends and so forth. So, you know, here's how I tie yesterday's events to finances. So, you know, luckily on Saturday at midnight, we had passed the CR to keep the government open. Do you know how long it's open for now until we shut down again? Do you realize it's six weeks? It's either November, I think it's the fifteenth or the seventeenth. We do this again. We are thirty-three trillion in debt, and and you're telling me it's a good thing that we're keeping the government's lights on for another six weeks? No, I don't think so. Nope. Let's let's have Elon Musk. Let's have some people that are smarter than the average bear step up. Start fixing our country's ills. Let's let's do some things to better our future. So. Anyway, I think, and by the way, how does the debt, Jim is asking, affect the average person? That's what's so funny. Right now, it doesn't. We don't see it. We don't see the crime. We don't see the stores with the glass. We don't see any of this. The direction we're going. So we are sounding alarms. We are not looking backwards and saying that this is what you should have been worried about. We're saying this is what you're going to have to be worried about. The The debt is not. It's not affecting people yet. The student loan debt might. I mean, if you also, if you have to cough up four to five hundred dollars, and you're already your rent is at two thousand something, your mortgage is at twenty five hundred, this might get real inconvenient. Go to buy a vehicle right now. 12 percent note on a car. <laughs> These cars are they're starting now at thirty to forty thousand dollars. So this debt, it it is not affecting people per se. The thirty three trillion, it is going to. Do you want to know a couple simple ways it's going to hit you? As soon as the next year, your taxes are going to go up. When they deal with Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, you still have Bernie Sanders in his little chair with his little mittens on, working on Medicare for all. That is going to affect us. My Part A and Part B, my taking out of my Social Security to pay, my my Medicare is going to go through the roof. Our taxes are going to go through the roof. Well, not the rich people. Dianne Feinstein's kids, they'll be okay. Bob Menendez, you and Nadine will be all right. You know who's going to be hurt? You, Jim, you, Anthony, me. We're going to be hurt. The average American. The rich are getting richer. The middle class is shrinking like crazy. And the poor just hover. Well, actually, the poor are getting poorer. There's getting to be a bigger homeless, you know, problem in the country. So, and a lot of that is people that are coming in and becoming homeless right away. But we're we're getting a lot more citizens becoming homeless. So how is it going to affect you? They're going to they're gonna do three things on your social security. Mark my words. They're going to raise the age. Instead of being 62 or 67 in 11 months or 72, they're going to say across the board, you cannot apply until you're 70 or 75. So that's going to affect a lot of people my age. Then the next thing, they're going to make the younger workers that are already being replaced right left by kiosks. You know, everybody's going on strike because of A.I., By the way, Kaiser Permanente went on strike today officially. So if you were lined up for surgery in the dozen or so states, California being one, that has Kaiser Permanente, I guess you're on hold for now. So don't tell me that doesn't affect people. A lot of strikes going on. By the way, California, speaking of which, they just raised the minimum wage at McDonald's to $20 an hour. So I just hope they're going to accordingly raise the minimum wage for the military troops that are stationed out of Air Force bases in California, but they won't. So anyway, um, it's going to affect you with your social security because they're going to raise the age. Then you poor younger workers are going to have to pay more than 6.2 or whatever percent into it. And then the granddaddy for somebody like me, who has worked for over a quarter of a century in Sun City, Arizona, they're going to lower your social security benefit. It is absolutely inevitable. So those of you that are making a decision between food and meds, hang on. It's going to get worse. So that's how it's going to affect people. But that's just me going on and on about things that, that, you know, aren't here yet, but they're going to be. Mark my words, save this episode. Today is October 4th. Grab this one. Keep it aside when your social security changes. So <laughs> so I'm glad I'm not with Kaiser Permanente. I'm glad I have Cobra through your mom's old workplace. Cause if I don't stroke out today, I'm never going to, oh wait, I'm already dead. I'm a ghost because of that test this morning. So on to Diane Feinstein. Is it Feinstein or Feinstein? I have trouble with the Steen and the Stein part of it. Anyway, you know who I'm talking about. 90 years of age, you know, wasn't leaving her office. By the way, Mitch McConnell, you're up next in the pool. So we're watching you too. If you are going to be a nonpartisan, Mitch, you're next. We're watching you stroke out every six days. So the late Senator's children are reportedly warring. I love the word warring over the fortune of the California Congresswoman who died in DC on Friday. And I, I apologize. Don't make light of somebody who passed away. I made a joke as soon as I heard it. Your your mom said something. And I was like, Yeah, I I heard about it. I'm like, that that's it sucks. I mean, you know, this way she'll only be in office for three more years, weekend at Diane's. They'll just prop her up so she can still vote on things. But anyway, back to her estate. Here, here's a little bit about her. <laughs> she leaves behind an Italian. I don't know what that means. I already just said Italian, but it's Italian italian ante mansion with stunning views of the San Francisco Bay that's worth 21 million dollars. <laughs> 21 million. she <laughs> she has another mansion in Washington DC worth 7.4 million. She owns a owned she's owned. she owned a five million dollar Hawaii duplex. million beach house in Marin, Marine County, California, a $62 million Gulfstream G650 jet she used to shuttle between her property empire. You know what? All right. So fast forward, you said, did she marry? Well, she absolutely did. Much of her wealth has stemmed from her billionaire second husband, Richard Bloom, the financier, financier, I'm having a lot of trouble with words today. I know a lot of words, but they're all choking me today. And founder of the investment firm Bloom Capital Partners. Maybe it's Blum, and I can't even get that right. I don't know.
2: He, oh, okay. Uh, so it's not like this is a career politician with no other ties to things.
3: That... Of course it is. It's both. These, The politicians, the CEOs, the hedge fund managers, they're all in bed together. The people like Diane that can make laws are how the hedge fund managers get richer. Sandy and I went to see Dumb Money last weekend and it's got a little bit of rough language. It's geared for a more younger audience, but I would definitely go see it. You know, it talks about the little person like me versus like this dude. No, I mean, and and you're right. So she inherited a lot of money. He floated her campaigns years ago. They give numbers. He put in, he put in $400 into this camp. Holy crap. Oh no, no I'm sorry. He, he reportedly put 400,000 into her effort to be governor of California. He injected 3 million. Oh boy. So yeah, he gave her some money. But here's my problem. What? Oh, and this, I love this line, by the way. Feinstein was known for living a luxury lifestyle, not always on offer for Washington officials. Baloney. She rented out her Hawaii duplex in Kauai for an extra financial boost. Can they ever get enough? This woman was renting out her Hawaiian property and I'm supposed to think that's normal? I would never even make this place an Airbnb for one night during the Super Bowl. Even if I could make $10,000. Get out of my house. Don't look in my medicine cabinet if you're at a cocktail party here. I don't want you going through my underwear drawer. Well, actually, yeah, that kind of highlight. I don't mind that idea at all. (laughs) Yeah, Diane, you were renting out. Did you need extra money? My problem is with this woman, can she, she's my representative, not mine. Thank goodness. She is somebody's representative. Can she feel the pain of the average American person when you're a representative of the people? You are not supposed to just cater to the homeless population. You are also not just supposed to cater to the ultra wealthy. You're supposed to cater to every single constituent in your area. When I read this stuff, I don't think that would be a capability that she would have. I also think that way when it comes to, you know, we talked about Pelosi within the last year, you know, th- these, these politicians can make laws where they can't do insider trading and yet they don't, they stop that from happening. Can they ever have enough? You know, And I'm not even talking about money as much as I am power. I think these people can never have enough power. You know, I, I guess money. I don't know. I, am I on the right track, Anthony? Or you know, because yes, yeah, she married a billionaire. That 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 probably helped her immensely. But she also she's got to be so out of touch with the average person. She can't even function in her role.
2: Hundred oh, percent. Right. I mean, Democrat from California and out. I mean, we've all seen how terrible California is recently.
3: It's not going the right direction, and yet where California goes, there goes the rest of the nation. And by the way, Gavin Newsom, good job. You promised when, I don't think it was ever if, when she passed on, you promised that you would put in place a black woman. I, I, I get, I, I don't.
2: Oh, she get a lot of checks, didn't she? She's black, lesbian, no ha- or doesn't really have any political experience. She was like an aide or something like that.
3: You're talking about the replacement for Diane? Yeah. Yeah, okay, because I didn't know if you were talking about Nancy, what is her name, Maxine Waters, or, no, I just, if we have any elected representative, and Biden did it too, I mean, it goes on different levels, you know, on the Supreme Court, if you say you're going to put into place any sex or gender, right there, I, I would stop you. You know, you can think that, I just don't think you should say it. And by the way, what happened to this country hiring the most capable person for any job? Why on earth do we have to look for cert? I don't know. And if I was a black woman, I'd be more upset. I'd be like, so you've already telegraphed that the only reason I'm going to get that job is because of my gender and my race. I'm out. I am out. I want to get a job because of my credentials, my merits, my education, my business savvy. I have a whole list of things that I can offer. One of them is not my race or my, I don't want to say a bad word here. One is not my race or my, I'll just stick with gender. So it makes me angry, but it is what it is. And, you know, with these politicians, I think every single state has problems. I think the reason that things are never going to clean up because the golden rule, you know, the one that has all the gold makes the rules and they will never give up their power. What was the woman's name that used to do craft? She wound up in jail for insider trading. It was a very minor Martha Martha Stewart. Didn't you used to live near her when you were in Florence? Martha Stewart went to jail for stuff that was way, way, way less than these representatives do, but that's here nor there. Oh, do you want me to go on to something else? you want to keep talking? Why don't we talk about money for a second? Why don't we get to, you know, we don't really need to hit the banks today because nothing's changed. Well, if you haven't saved a about-
2: oh, story from the banks. PNC just bought a bunch of the failed assets from the FDIC. So I think they just bought about nine billion, if I remember correctly, in assets. Um, they didn't disclose the price, um, but supposedly these fare very, very well for banks when they buy repossessed assets from the FDIC because they're getting bailed out with tax dollars. Um, but then purchase or these banks get bailed out tax dollars, right? And then uh, these other banks buy for pennies on the dollar from the FDIC. So. That bank you love so much is just getting bigger and bigger. I'm used to hearing about that. Huh? I'm used to hearing the word Chase after I hear about, you know, buying failed. Well, they mentioned that same article. They mentioned Chase has been the number one. I mean, any article, it seems, where the government's talking about anything to do with the banks and anything failing and what's coming next, Jamie Dimon is very high up in that article, too. I mean, at this point, I think he's essentially the U.S. Treasury. He is the, uh, He's the one running the finances for the government.
3: By the way, did you see he's out talking about our future with AI? He's saying that that basically younger workers are gonna work a three and a half day work week at the most. He's saying that AI is definitely gonna swoop in and, and take a lot of our livelihood away. So welcome to that future. You know, so what are we gonna
2: do for jobbing for everybody else? Well,
3: it's it's crazy. The direction we're going is crazy. And I'm and practical
2: basic income.
3: We're gonna have UBI, we're gonna have Medicare for all, we're gonna have aliens, it's gonna be a treat. We're gonna have Diane Feinstein and weekend at Bernie's over there.
2: I mean, you're a ghost. Do you get to talk to her?
3: Um, no, I, I don't want to. I mean, she's trying to get a hold of me. She wants to do lunch, and I'm like, Well, who's paying? And of course it's me, so I'm not I'm not putting up with that. So back to money and banks and stuff. So Fed now, have you noticed? You know, we told people to make sure you look up executive order 14067. It telegraphs your future with the central bank digital currency. Just because that hasn't happened yet doesn't mean I'm going to let it go because it's still coming at us like a freight train. When? I don't know, but it's still coming. So I'm curious because FedNow was implemented. It was in place. So I did a little research. I spent a a little bit of time looking up FedNow information. There's very little. (laughs) The one thing I found, I found an article here by a publication called Payments from December 26th, FedNow unveils market practices pr- to promote instant payment feature. What what does that mean? It says here, the Federal Reserve has unveiled market practices aimed at promoting the standardized implementation of the request for payment feature of FedNow service. By the way, there's a little R, a little like trademark R by that. So FedNow has been trademarked so we can't make our new website at FedNow.com. So anyway, so, you know, if, if you're resting, the only thing I would say to look up, look up RFP, the Request for Payment feature. The market practices were developed by a diverse industry work group convened by the Federal Reserve, which included representatives from various sectors. The Federal Reserve said Tuesday, September 26th, in a press release. The recommendations put forth by this group aim to establish standard and effective RFP implementation across the industry for a consistent customer experience. I, I, I don't even know. And I read the rest of the article. I have no idea what I read. So FedNow, which is in place, apparently it's not widely used or it is. It was supposed to be every single financial transaction like Myzel and Venmo and blah, 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 blah. Uh, who knows? So just, you know, FedNow is still going on. They're going to work on ways to make it better and more acceptable, I guess. So, if you're looking into Fed now, let us know what you find. Um, the the financial matters in general. We we've been talking about fractional reserve a little bit more lately. The banks have no reserve wire requirements. They can they can loan out. They can get rid of every dollar we bring into them. We've been talking a little bit about the inverted yield curve to people. Inverted yield curve has been going on for quite a while. So I think we're in a very, very mild recession right now. I think it's probably going to grow legs. The inverted yield curve, which, you know, a nutshell version, if you invest in a 10 year product, you expect to make more money than if you invest in a one year product. That has not been the case for like a year now, over a year. So you're making more money investing for a year than you are for 10 years. That's problematic. That's usually followed by a recession, like 100% of the time. So that's still going on. Uh, one of the things that's in our face, if you have an IRA or a 401k or a separate simple or a 403b or any of those magical things, you're noticing some cracks in the market recently. And this has been my opportunity once again to say it's your money next to your health. It's probably the second most important thing on this plane. I would act accordingly. People, they need to look at their statements you need to understand what your risks are, what your fees are, what you're in, what your risk tolerance is. If you don't know it, we can help you find it. I realize we all want 10% return with no risk. And unfortunately, over the last 15 years, sometimes we've gotten it. So we're all, as Anthony said year, a year and a half ago, we're all a super genius buying Dogecoin and Shiba Inu.
2: So Well, they but, never had with no risk because there was always intuitive risk with the market. Didn't
3: see Now they thing. actually
2: can with those FIAs.
3: Yes. I mean, and you,
2: we actually do have stuff that based on the S&P 500, you can get 10% or more. With I mean, no risk. Of course, rates are subject to change, but at least currently.
3: Well, and my advice to people as I get into this with them a little bit is to do what you should have always done. I mean, you you should be watching your stuff. Don't just put it on autopilot. If you have an advisor, you should talk to your advisor and say, I understand age-based investing. I understand my assets my taxes, my risk tolerance. But are you concerned with the world around me? I think you should make sure your advisor is watching the world and what might come your way. We all know money goes down a lot faster than it goes up. And and, uh, boy, we've had quite a market run since March 9th of 2009. So I'm not sure when that's going to start shifting, but everything cycles. I've been a big fan of telling people in market dips Mm -hmm. or it's like, oh, don't panic. It's only a paper loss. You've just had 15 years where your money's gone up in your 401k. Hopefully, you're taking some profits off the table and using them to pay down debts and buy hard assets and look at insurance companies or have some fun, go to Hawaii, rent out Diane's duplex. But, you know, if it's only a paper loss when it's down on the other side of that coin, it's only a paper loss if it's up. So now might be a good time to look and see if it's appropriate for your personal situation to lock in some gains. You know, the other thing people talk about when the market does have cracks in it, you know, here they're all going to come buy the dips, buy the dips market was down 200 points yesterday. Did you buy, did you buy the dips? I guess my other side of that coin, make sure you sell the peaks. You know, we've, we've got a, we've got a pretty good peak for 15 years. I, I just, it's the same principle. I hope you're grabbing some of your gains or else they're not real. Only a paper loss is the same thing to me as only a paper gain. So with that said, do you agree, Anthony, that it's time to get a second opinion on your finances? And where would you go if you were going to do so?
2: Uh, well, hopefully Rochford and Associates. Um, you can schedule appointments straight from our website, uh, anothermoneyshow.com or com. I think both will send you that direction.
3: I love that. Well, you're a man of few words today. I guess I've kind of taken the air out of the room today, though, haven't I?
2: So- well, that's every show.
3: Well, yeah, because I can't help myself. I love to hear myself talk. So today to, you know, I know we're getting towards the end. I want to go over something real quick that we haven't talked about in a long time. We have 10 pillars. Make sure you reach out to us. We've been sending those to people lately and people seem to love that. We obviously at the end of the show, we don't have time to dig into them, but keep in mind the things that you should be watching one, debt and deficit, two, financial markets, three, taxes, four, inflation, five, health care, six, unfunded and underfunded liabilities, seven, erosion of the middle class, eight, social media, nine, geopolitical missteps, and ten, potential civil war. All ten of those things are what I'm reading stuff about lately, and then always there's the black swan event that nobody sees coming. We'll do our best to give you warning if we see one sprouting up. With oh, I mean, we
2: kind of have in past episodes. I mean, we brought up inflation way before inflation became a thing. Def and de- or Deficit is something we've been watching. Taxes is something that will definitely be more in the news in the next couple of years when some of those laws some sun- sunset. So these are all things we're watching and have been watching. And now some of them are here. So we'll see what about the rest.
3: Yep, yep. And we don't want you scared. We want you prepared. Our whole show, the motto of our show, we want you prepared, not scared. We want you proactive, not reactive. And every single week, even if we go all nice and warm and fuzzy on the show, we're still going to ask you to stay awake, stay aware, stay nimble. So, and we can help. Give us a call. All right. Is that about it? Anything else? Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: That's it for today's show. If you like what you heard, have questions about any of the topics today or want to sit down with us to review your personal financial situation, you can reach us at team at anothermoneyshow.com. Find us on the web and book appointments from anothermoneyshow.com. Check out the YouTube. There are no minimums. There's no cost for appointments. There's nothing to lose by getting a second opinion on your financial situation. We'll see you again next Saturday at noon right here on 960 The Patriot.
1: Thanks for listening to Another Money Show. You deserve to work with a private wealth management firm that will strategically work to protect your hard-earned assets. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation, visit anothermoneyshow.com. At Rochford & Associates, we know the road to financial freedom is not a straight path, and the journey is different for every family. And in times like these, we want you to feel confident that you're safely on track to meet your retirement goals.
3: We want to ask you to prepare for economic chaos. We want you to prepare for bank volatility. We want you to ensure and protect your assets with a smart plan.
1: Our team can help you make the most of your hard-earned savings using strategies that are right
3: for you. I want more people to sit down with us. When we talk about a financial plan, it's different for every person we meet. We tailor make our plans. Schedule
1: your no obligation consultation today by calling 623-523-0444. That's 623-523-0444. Rochford and Associates, veteran owned and proud to serve Americans like you.